Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Please stay on the line. Hello, my amazing besties. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me tonight. This is episode two of Murder Between Friends. I can't thank you enough for the support you showed on the first episode with Brittany Vaughn. If you guys missed it, definitely go and check that out. I had so much fun. Can't wait for her to come back on. I also wanted to mention, I know the title of the show was confusing for some people who didn't hear the intro clip. I saw a few comments that were like, when are we going to start talking about the case? So I just wanted to put it out there that while some episodes will touch on cases, the podcast itself is just a chance to get to know your favorite true crime creators behind their channels and just like unwind and see a more lighthearted side of them. Since we're always covering such heavy things all the time, we don't really get a chance to see that. All right. With all of that being said, I can't wait for you to hear from my guest today. She has been on YouTube for so long. She has more recently made her shift to the true crime space and it's been so amazing to see her flourish here. Even my dad is a fan. So without further ado, welcome Kimberleya. Hi, babe. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm excited. I'm so excited. We've like kind of been working on this chatting uh behind the scenes and I'm I'm I've just been so pumped so now the day is finally here and I couldn't be happier to have you on the channel or I guess no what what's what would a podcast be called I guess the the station the show the show I like that better it's a show it is my own show thanks for being on it I'm really really excited what are you doing what what are you uh what are you sipping on right now I am turning my fan off because I just realized that's gonna sound really bad (laughs) and I'm drinking some Josh's it's like one of that's a good wine I don't know and it's not expensive it's maybe this was 12 bucks a bottle (laughs) I'm like ooh, fancy but I'm drinking the red wine and then I also have Nobody asked. A water, just in case. Good girl. Gotta ha- you have to balance it. Stay hydrated. I love a good red. Are you a red? Are you a red drinker? Yes, I am. I do not like white wine at all. So it's only red. No. I it has to be like the right season for me for white. But I'm definitely like a drier wine person. I do you like it sweet. Yeah, I like like blackberries, blueberries, red berries. <laughs> That's I like it sweeter. And not dry. Okay, so like totally opposite. So if we go on a wine tour together, I'll I'll have all the dry. You can have all the sweet. But also we can do that thing where we like, you you take your glass and I take mine and we like let each other sip it. 
to try it. Oh, that's way cuter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're doing that. That's way we're more romantic. Oh, my dog is whining. <laughs> I don't know why, but forgive him because he might he might want to get in here, and I'll have to tell Scott to come get him. That's my. That's what uh, Reverie is doing right now too. She's she's just crying, and Aww. it's because yeah, I know she's very addicted to me, which is fine, but. Uh, it, it prevents like some some stuff from happening, but we're working through the kinks right now. You know, like kids, <laughs> it, it kids is are great. Is. Yeah, I've been. It's been a nice escape with you, actually. I've been so thankful for our chats lately, and I think like people don't realize how lonely like being a creator can be. You know, yeah, very it's lonely. Like you. It's very lonely. And so when you have somebody, like when you reached out to me and we got to chatting, I was like, oh my God, this is so nice because it's somebody who's going through the same things I am. And everybody kind of wants to keep things secret, right? Like they're just like, you don't want to talk about certain things. You don't want to like let anybody know about your struggles. It's almost like, okay, like everything's good. It's all rainbows and butterflies. And then if you have a question, you don't even know where to start. So I've just been so so thankful for you. I feel the exact same way. And I remember I was telling you this earlier, you already know this and I tell everybody, but I just remember really being interested and we can talk about this in a minute, but really being interested in doing true crime more seriously. Cause I had started a podcast, but I wasn't doing it on my YouTube channel. And I was just searching for other women who were in the space and I stumbled upon your channel and I started watching a bunch of videos and I was like a binge watcher, but I'm very worried about commenting. And there's a lot of reasons why, but most of the reasons are stemming around the fact that like, you know, YouTube gives you the little check mark and then people are like, oh, who is this commenting? And then they go to your channel. I just try to keep as quiet as possible and usually I have nothing much to say, but it was that one video where I was scrolling the comments and I just saw someone trolling and they we're saying kind of mean stuff about, oh, you're copying this person or what gives you, what, how do you think you could be better than whatever your background, this, that. And I just, I don't know. I just couldn't, it triggered me as a creator. And I was like, screw it. Even if people are going to write rude things, I'm just going to say it. And that's, I think after that, I just wanted to make sure you were okay with like what I wrote or I don't know. I just remember DMing you just to be like, Hey, uh, I feel you. <laughs> I, I was so thankful. And I guess it is different when you have somebody come to bat for you who's who like is also in the space, right? It felt nice to, I don't know. Yeah, just like, ha I, not, not like that I need like anybody to like defend me. But you know, it's so much different when it's somebody else like coming and supporting you because I knew like, I know my intentions are good. I know like I'm me, but you can't like you know, you can't help like certain people, but it was nice to like have somebody who's been in the space for a long time, like defend me. I was like, yeah, what she said. Okay. Don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> it, it's hard. It's a hard job and we choose it. Therefore, a lot of people say, well, you chose it. And I'm like, yeah, but the person's also choosing to be an a-hole. <laughs> That's a choice exactly. too. I've tried so many things because as people were dynamic, we have so many likes. Like if you came in my room, which is what I used to do, I used to look around and say, okay, I really love YouTube. That doesn't change. That's a constant. But what do I want to talk about today? And I, I really always felt like the camera is a friend. So I'm like, what would I want to talk about to my friend? Oh, I'd want to show her the clothes I just bought. I want to show her the makeup I just bought. And then I realized, yeah, but like, 
I don't know if that's my passion. You're like, I'm passionate about things, but not to keep going again and again. So trust me, I have done makeup, beauty, lifestyle, health, fitness, (laughs) just you name it. I love it though. And what I really love about you is that you, you're, you're so persistent consistent with whatever you're doing like you pour yourself into it and I've seen that in in you know like across your channel obviously like I connected with you through the true crime space but I was able to like go back and see like some of those earlier videos and I'm like that it's I don't know it's just so awesome that you can you've been able to not reinvent yourself just show your personality in different niches you know like have you what, what, like, how do you do it? How, you know what I mean? Like, how do you do it? Um, I like the word reinvent yourself, but on the other hand, um, I took a class from YouTube twice. I took this class twice recently in 2019. And before that, I think in like 2018, right to, yeah, 2018. And it's called rebrand yourself. So I, I think of who I am and who you are and other people we're the same, but there's just so many things that we could do. You know, when you're thinking about, like I just said, what do I want to do? There's just so many options. You could write them down on a piece of paper and be like, well, I like horseback riding or I like tattoos or I like wine. And there's whole channels on that. There are whole channels on that. So you think, well, I could do anything I want. What do I want to do? And so I guess the whole idea of like reinventing YouTube calls it like rebranding. And in a lot of businesses or anything you really want to do in life when you're getting older, let's say I was into like goth because I was in high school, but I'm not necessarily reinventing myself that I'm, I still have like a little bit, (laughs) little bit of my uniqueness and darkness, but at the same time I've gotten older. So you almost have to rebrand your whole, you know, your, yourself, the way you act, the way you, I don't know, um, you change. So with the YouTube thing, they would always tell you, YouTube changes, you change. We want you to evolve with the platform and you're growing up online. We're all growing up online. So, you know, and we're under a microscope when we're doing it. Therefore, people might say, well, why were were you doing beauty and now you think you can do true crime? Which is sort of what they said in your comment. Like, what makes you think you can be better at doing, you know, the video that so-and-so already did? And I'm like, there's no barrier to entry. What do you mean? I know. And, and, and that's one thing that I've like really taken from you is that you're able to like take what people are saying, but not, it hurts, obviously not that you let it roll off your back, but it's like, you're like, I don't have anything to prove. I am who I am. This is, you know, what I want to do now. This is the interest I have now. Take it or leave it, you know? Did you, like, did you get a lot of, like, clap back when you came into, like, the true crime space where people who were following you prior to, like, the different niche that you were in, do they stay? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, okay, so there's a lot to unpack because I feel like this, I've done this a couple of times and I was happy in some ways that I had experience changing so much. So, you know, if, if I was interested in vitamins, I did like a whole series on Tati's beauty vitamins. And it was for the sole fact that I was trying them. And I figured if I'm already trying them, why not make a YouTube video? Cause again, it's a lonely world. <laughs> like it's a lonely place. Sometimes I'm not from California. I don't have a lot of friends here. So YouTube has been a, my friend. Like that's where I meet people. I've met all of my best friends on YouTube. So this is where I connect with people and make long lasting friendships. I met Scott online, not on YouTube, but it's just become 
a second life, like a second world. So for me, I forgot the question already, but <laughs> when I kept changing, <laughs> I would have to realize that, yeah, there's going to be people who drop off because they're so used right. to my phone fashion videos or, you know, my lifestyle videos. And you, you get those people and either they're going to stay because they've connected with you as a person or they're going to, they're going to leave because you were a utility to them. Like you were teaching them something uh. or showing them something. And at some point I started to realize what type of content is more of a utility, like what you would search, like how to clean my toilet. That's something where people are not necessarily getting to know you. They just want to know, hey, how do I clean my toilet? Like, let, let's get into it. I don't Quick. care about the intro. Um, right. Yeah. So you're going to, yeah, I definitely lost people over the years, but you would be surprised. And I was, maybe you wouldn't, but I was very surprised that after I went from the last niche, a lot of people did come back to me months later. Like maybe they left for a little while because they were confused. And I also took a break. So a lot of people right. were like, oh, right. she's not posting anymore. I'm going to unsubscribe or they just didn't like me because I was changing or people just don't like your face anymore. Or don't like what you're doing. Don't know you. <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of people come back later. Even yesterday, I had someone DM me and say they had been DMing me a long time ago. Otherwise I have my DMs closed. I mean, sorry, but it gets me too anxious to open them. But she had DM me a long time ago when I was doing another niche. And she said, hey, I haven't seen you in a while but I kind of like stumbled upon your channel again and I'm blown away. Like this is exactly what you were meant to do. And so I get those nice messages. And of course I got a lot of crap like <laughs> when I first was doing true crime because I think everyone gets that. Right, yeah. What made you come into true crime? Because I totally agree with whoever that was. Like this is your calling. This is what you were meant to do. Like what did that look like for you? Um, I always laugh because I, I was, I get so sensitive when I talk about not having a talent for so long. And that's not a lie. Like I could be good at something. I don't know what those things were. I've always been good at talking and having conversations and maybe being on YouTube. And, but I always joke around. I'm like, I'll be 40 in June. And I'm like, took me until 40 to figure out I have a talent. Oh my gosh. But it's true. And because I don't do a sport. I don't have like scrapbooking or something that I'm like so creative at. I can draw, but I don't, it's not really my passion. But yeah, this right. is the first time where I wrote down, that's how I got into it. I took the rebrand me class or rebrand yourself at YouTube space right before COVID because I wasn't happy doing the utility channel. Like I, I loved it. Don't get me wrong because you can have a love for something you're doing Mm -hmm. but it's just, you're, you're changing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm too old to be doing this stuff. Of course I like phone passion. Like I still do it, but it's, it's not something I wanted to talk about day in and day out. And I was right. getting to the point where I wanted to connect right. as myself to an audience and find those like like-minded people. Right. So uh, YouTube had you write down things about you. Like, what are you good at? What is your background? What are things you can't get enough of? Like, that's what you do. You write those things down. And just like you, and just like all of the audience here, I would always watch true crime. Everyone does. Right. Like, who doesn't? Yeah. But yeah. to decide you want to do that, you know, on YouTube is kind of a big step in a certain direction. But I mean, there's an, there's an interest I've always had in crime and like in true crime, but then the interest to do it on YouTube kind of came out of Google 
and YouTube just training us like how we can rebrand our channel. I just feel like when I think of you, I guess I, I don't really have any experience. I'm biased because I only know of you on YouTube, but I think like for sure this is your your calling. Like once you came into the true crime space too, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is it for you. This is where, where you got to be. Was there like a case specifically that stuck with you maybe like that you were like okay I want to go on true like in the true crime space and this is what I definitely want to talk about yeah there's one that stuck with me I was gonna say my whole life but it only happened in 2007 I think because I remember it either happened the first time I went in before I withdrew or it happened right when I came back it was the Jody Arias Travis Alexander case and for I'm sure everybody here knows but for those of you that don't um she was she basically, I don't know what we can say on here because you're getting monetized, but she like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah removed yeah. his head and, uh, you know, he was murdered. So, uh, but it was her boyfriend and, and the case was just so, I don't know what it was about it, but I, I do know, and I'm going to be brief, but um, when I was, when I was younger, I dropped out of high school and I got my GED and while I was in this limbo of like trying to find out what I want to do with my life, I was in a bad place. I started getting into things that were not good, which a lot of teenagers do. And I ended up wanting to change my life around. I was sleeping in my car, sleeping in various places. And I ended up parking in a church because I was thinking, no one's going to kill me in a church parking lot. Like, oh who's going to do that? Gosh. Right. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I was in my little like Volkswagen GTI um, with a hatchback sleeping. And lo and behold, a pastor came out to my car because he had seen my car there maybe a number of times. And he was like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? I started bawling. Like, I do get very emotional, even though I know I seem like resting bitch face sometimes. <laughs> but I do I get very emotional. And I was just like, no one's ever really asked me for uh, if I needed help because I grew up raising myself in a lot of ways. And I never asked for help. But anyway, a Christian family took me in and I ended up, like I said, taking the GED. Um, they got me into a Christian college and I was forgetting where I was going with this. But <laughs> the reason I got into the case was I started dating a pastor's son. He knows who he is. And we had this very dr like drama filled relationship because look at me. <laughs> I don't want to exactly look like the Christian girl you bring home to your pastor father, but we had a bond and it was hard because he was such a good person and I wasn't. And that's who you're attracted to. And I would do anything for him. And I related to Jodi Arias, not saying that I relate to her for any of the crappy and horrendous things she did. But what right. I'm saying is the pain that she went through because she did. I mean, even right. if you hate what she did, she was being used by a man yeah. and he was a Mormon. Yeah. And, you know, my man was a Christian, but there wasn't much difference. He would speak on stage and everyone liked him and he would cheat on me. And it was just terrible. And I resonated with that because I was like, oh my God, all of those things happened to me too. Like all of the things that she said about like, oh, we can go this far. He's okay doing these things because it's not really this. And then it, it blew my mind that I could relate to that. Right, but you right. have to remember, you know, sorry, I keep going, but 
You have to also no, remember. No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm like, what? Well, keep going. This is relatable for me too. So I'm actually like, I love that you're talking about this because I don't think a lot of people, women would because it's Jodi Arias, right? So like you said, if you're familiar with the case, which a lot of people are, no one wants to be like, okay, well, I was a Jodi and I totally was too. So keep going because I'm like, I'm fully feeling like way more better about myself. I, I've never said this before. Like, even if he sees this, which I know he probably still watches my videos. Um, I know he probably does. Like, we had such a big connection and throughout our lives, we've, we've like checked on each other. And even though I shouldn't, and that's the other thing, right. like, I am one of those people who forgive and I'll like still want somebody kind of in my life. And, you know, that's a memory. Many years we were going through this and it's just, it was right. like back and forth and push and pull. And he's the one that you always want, like blue eyes. It's just like, same with Travis Alexander. It was like, I saw right. so much of my guy like in that. And so, yes, of course, also you have to remember, I, you know, I was on, um, Dr. Das channel, he's a forensic psychiatrist and he rehabilitates criminals. So you have to think like he's working for the defense. What an interesting perspective to get because he looks at criminals in a different way than we do. And because I know my father, obviously, and I have listened to his stories of like how he became the way he was, I have to kind of compartmentalize and say, it's still a human being and I need to understand them. And there's going to be human components to them. There's going to be monster components to them. So I related with her and this is actually how I started getting into another niche I was in before I did the true crime niche. But that is a case that just stuck with me. And I read the book of Mormon in 2019, right before COVID, because I was fascinated. I had just rewatched a documentary on Jodi Arias because I'm obsessed with the case to understand the dynamic. And right. I started looking into like some of the right. other aspects of that case, but that's how I, that's the case that's always stuck with me. And also, um, you know, I've seen all the crime scene photos and I cannot get them out of my head. Oh my God, me too. And you know what? I, I don't, I try not to look at crime scene photos because yeah, once you see them, it's, it's there, you can't get rid of it. And I never intended to see the the photos of him like in the shower and it was like an up close of like his face and oh my gosh like yeah like it, it'll be something that I'll never forget definitely did not want to see it and it makes you like I and then when I see those things it makes me feel for the family right because what if that was if that was my brother, oh my gosh, you know, like just that that can be out there on the internet. But then in the same aspect, you're just always also like, okay, well, that even further connects you to the fact that this was a real person. This really happened. And she did that. Like what the heck happened? It's you disgusting. Know? Like I've never, that's why it sticks with me so much because as, as weird as it sounds, like whenever I see a shower, that's like that square type of shower. You know, I'll be walking in like yes. I'm at a home. I will like yes. see him sitting there. Yes. Like, like what? Oh my God. God. Like, like what, what is that? that? Yeah, yeah. Once no, you see it, you can't. Can't. I, I, I just want to put a memo out there. If, if you guys have not seen it, please don't. I'm like, we are literally telling you not to do this because this will stick with you for your life. You are not missing anything besides 
definitely walking into a place, seeing a shower like that, and you'll never forget it. My apartment had one like that, and I sh I used to shower in the other side. That's funny. <laughs> so I was like, like <laughs> not funny, I'm like not haha. I'm not saying any of this is no, funny, but no, no. it's so ironic and interesting because when we moved in here, it we had seen a bunch of other houses. And I looked at the bathrooms because, again, I had an apartment during law school that looked exactly like that, but it had two bathrooms. So thank goodness, like, I, I'm the same. I couldn't, yeah. I don't know yeah. why, like, I feel like I'd, I'd be, like, haunted by it. But thank goodness, like, this one did not. It has, like, tubs, you know, like, tub showers. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's gross. And it's, it's, and I just wanted to make one other thing. I just have to be clear because I know we can be taken the wrong way online and I am not glamorizing death or anything or saying like, this is something that we want you to see. And also please don't think because I related to Jodi Arias that I think she is in any way, like it was justified or anything. I think it's disgusting. 100% oh, no. yeah. yeah, yeah. disgusting. Nobody deserves that. I don't care what you did. I've, I've been terrible to relate with people in relationships. Nobody deserves that. And I think that's the difference, right? Like I think where you are saying, um, you were related to Jody. I have also been there too. Just, you know, at breaking points, just being so broken by somebody and you just want it to work so bad and you'll forgive them and you're getting used and you just keep going back for more. And the difference is though, it doesn't excuse like what, what she did at all or like, or his actions, his actions, you know, they weren't the best, but he never deserved what he got and there's a difference between us going through that and the fact that a lot of women do and they never did what she did you know you it's not an excuse to to do that to somebody and I think that's why that case also fascinates a lot of people because I do think that despite not a lot of people wanting like women wanting to say that they can relate to her they do secretly and it's like okay what was that trigger like what was that breaking point because I was in your shoes and then could I have snapped and done something like that because you never think you could I'm sure she never thought she could no I don't think so a lot of times I would hear people say oh this person's crazy and I talked to Dr. Doss about that too I was like I, because of my, I don't have a PhD or anything. I kind of wish I would have done that instead of a doctorate in law, but I wish I kind of would have gotten a PhD in psychology because it's just so fascinating. And I much, I would have probably been happier because I was stressed a lot, but there are interesting things to think about mental health. I have been in a relationship with my daughter's father and it is a, you know, I'm sure, you know, you have twists and turns in relationships, but it was the only time in my life where I felt like I got to a breaking point. There was just so much pain and so much, we're really good friends. We were friends in the beginning and we're friends now, but there was just this period of time where we were constantly hurting each other. And I'm going to be honest, he knows, and he knows the story. Like he told me to put my ring in a safe because he wanted to keep it safe. And then he took it and he melted it down and it, you know, we had broken up and I just, something about that was so disrespectful because I mean, yes, he purchased the ring, but it was mine. And I, I, I would have just liked a communication <laughs> instead of finding out my ring got completely like destroyed and right. I was destroyed. And I just vaguely, well, I guess vividly and vaguely, because I don't know what was going through my head, but I was like standing above him and he was, he was just being so mean and nasty about the ring. And in that little moment, and I'm just <laughs> like, it's human. I just wanted to 
do something. Like I just, of course I didn't, but of course you have these moments. Anybody can get into a position if they're pushed far enough, but that's what differentiates a person that's unstable mentally with someone who's not, because we are able to stop those thoughts. Right. And, and have that, yeah, that, that, that moment of being like, okay, if I do this, Okay, yeah, for for one second, it might be a gratification, you know, if you slapped somebody or punched them or whatever, but then it's like, okay, that, and it has how, you know, the repercussions, you can never turn back from that. So it, it's very interesting because you think like when you see, you know, I guess because we're talking about Jody Arias, like her, that she was also the same, right? Like how many other situations had she been in? And and it, I wish one day she would want to talk about it honestly and really say like in that moment, what was it? Like I personally feel like she saw that he was taking this other girl on the trip and that was the breaking point because originally she was supposed to go and then he lied and said that he allowed his friend's uh, babysitter or nanny to use his extra space so that the children could come on the cruise or on the trip with them instead. And so she no longer had a seat. And so she was like, okay, fair enough. And then she actually finds out the truth that it's a girl. Like, was it that moment, you know? And she says no. And what she said about him, you know, her finding the photo of the, you know, a child and, you know, no, there's, there's no way. No, no way. 100%. Whole lie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey Jody, good, good one. Good one, but not good one. I, yeah. I 100% agree with you. I was going to, I was going to put that in at some point. I was going to say, um, one thing I did realize is like when I was going through that breakup, it was my mental health that was declining. And I remember a friend telling me I had never taken medication, never, like just was totally against it at one point in my life. But this was right after I graduated from law school that all this was happening. Like I got pregnant and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I was in such a spot where my mental health was really in a bad place. And had I, a friend of mine was like, you know, you really should just get on antidepressants or like, just get on some mood stabilizers or something until this passes. I wish I would have listened to that. And if only Jody had maybe someone closer, because she used to lie to her parents. She didn't have a good relationship with them. I, I really yeah. do believe that that her parents might have been harsh to her at one point in life, like she said. Um, I think they loved her and cared about her, but I think she she did have some issues growing up. And yeah. if someone would have been there to say, you need help because the difference between what she did and a person that doesn't is is like, she has sociopathic tendencies. She has some kind of antisocial personality disorder components. I'm not saying that she's 100% because I'm not a doctor, but those are there. Like we can, we can put it on a, a piece of paper and go, okay, she has that tendency, this tendency. So that's the difference. It's the lack of help. It's like she right. isn't getting the help she needs and she's just on a, a, a slope, like a bad slope. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then just kept going back. And that was what's, what was devastating. I read, I mean, I have so many books on the case. I've read so much, watched any documentary out there on it. And it is crazy how that pull like can come to you. And again, it's like, that's another relatable thing where they just knew how toxic they were for each other. And it's like fire and gasoline and you just can't stay away from that person you know it's like there were so many opportunities where she left you know like she she moved away 
met another guy. It's like, why did you end up going back there? You know, and you can't ever, you know, judge because I've also done the same thing, you know, driving the whole time and being like, this is a shitty idea. (laughs) This is a terrible idea, Sherilyn. I did the same thing in that position. Like I knew he was doing stuff with other girls. And I just remember this is the the church, <laughs> the church boy. Um, but church, we were older. Boy. This isn't like I was 15 or anything. I was like in my 20s and he was in his 20s and he was older than me and he had a big impression on me. And it was the first guy I'd ever met that was like a singer on stage and just it was all these emotions and he was so I don't know whatever but I just remember there was this (laughs) night I had gotten away from him I went to college you know I was with other guys and that's another thing I was going to say I don't think she realized that there are other men out there like it's very hard because I've been there I was like there's nobody else I'm never going to find anyone and now I look slim pickings I see now and I'm like oh my god I would never want to be with him like I look at him and I'm like yes but I just remember <laughs> yes. I was at some church event when I was in college because I was at a Christian college and he was there. And this is like a couple of years after we had like finally stopped seeing each other. And it was like, we never even, he's like, Hey, you want to come with me? And you know what I did? I had my friend drive me and was, I was still texting him, like deciding, should I stay? Should I go? And my friend's like, you really shouldn't. And of course I meet him on the side of the road and get in his car and we go, like, it was just so stupid. <laughs> You're like, I know I shouldn't. So pull over. Pull over right now because I've got to go. (laughs) Why? I know. I've been there. It's terrible. But I, yeah, again, totally relatable. But again, not relatable in the same sense that it's like, okay, well, we didn't, you know, again, we don't want to get demonetized, but you know what I mean. Is um, Is there a case you would never, ever do on your channel? Well, I always, <laughs> I always had the intention of doing that case is like my first case that I was ever going to do. And I was researching it and, you know, there were some other components to that case that I started really diving into. Cause I was like fascinated by why, like how she met him. And I find out she met him at this conference and like, why was he a speaker? Oh, he worked for this company. And I was like, what was this company? And I started getting really into understanding like, this type of company, because there was definitely a major aspect to that case. Like the trip he was going on, he was going on that trip because of his company. So there was this big component. And now I just feel like that's a case that I probably will never do. I don't know, but I think there's just too much of like, it would bring the past up for me a little bit because I kind of went into a niche that had to do with that. And then I know it sounds weird to people, but just trust me on it. And I just found out that my intentions were, okay, I'm just researching this, looking at it online, want to do this one video to kind of like get my bearing straight to segue into true crime. And this is kind of going to be this reference video to say to people, when you're watching the Jody Arias case, if you don't really know what this type of business is, go watch this video. I thought that was going to be like my only one. And then it kind of like did well on my channel. So I just went down this rabbit hole and I was really enjoying myself until I just wasn't like, I I just feel like I was the wrong person for it. Like you said, this really does fit. And that was my true intention from the beginning. And I should have just stayed on that path. We did talk about that that too. We did talk about that too. Like how, um, um, that asked, yeah, like the company, like the company that he was working for, how that initially was like your interest, you know, and then, and how it's so interesting that when an audience 
reacts to something, you go with it, right? Yes. And you don't always trust the gut and be like, okay. That's what we're taught to do with creators. We, um, and you know this, like on the back end of YouTube, and I've tried to explain this, but it came off, it came off totally wrong because, you know, I'm not saying that viewers cannot comprehend what it's like to be a YouTuber, but there's just that you, honestly, it's like when my dad tries to explain to me what life is like in prison, I'm not trying to be weird and compare the two. But what I'm saying is, is like, he can tell me and my brain can relate, but there's nothing like actually living in this space. There just isn't. And so YouTube tells us, oh, you did well. And there's like all these green arrows and like confetti going off. Yes. It's, it's manipulative. It is. And then when you don't, they're like, uh, nobody cares about this video. <laughs> and so they do. it's like, I started to say to myself, cause you have to remember, I took that break. I tried to do, um, rebrand myself. I put out this video that I, you know, I still have this video. It's just not like public on my channel. And I, 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 I studied this stuff for like two or three months before I came out with that video. So I was really putting a lot of time and effort into it, which is why I think it did well. Because whenever you put time and effort into something, and it's also a topic that people are interested in, you're bound to get people interested. Like, that's just what happens. And YouTube knows where to put it. Like, they're like, oh, this is the audience. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was like, it got 40,000 views or something. And for me, just coming back on the scene and, you know, doing that class, I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the the thing I never thought I wanted to do, but maybe I'm, you know, maybe I do want to do this, but I didn't. I went back to my previous content, which is sort of like lifestyle and things like that. And then I started getting, like you said, like the audience started coming to me and saying, we need your kind of perspective, the legal minded, you know, research laden perspective on this topic. And I have to admit, like, I, that made me feel good. Like right, who right. wouldn't feel good? Of people course. like you. Yeah. I think that's also what you want so bad going into YouTube. You want, you want that feedback. You want to know like, okay, what do you want from me? And when you're getting, oh, like come back, you're like, oh, okay. Like I can totally do that for you. Like, and you get, you get caught up in it. Right. Yeah. And the, and the weird thing is like, I'll just say I was doing reaction videos. That's sort of like the niche I went to, but it was like reaction videos to a certain type of business. And what I think is really interesting is like, I was doing reaction videos on my second channel, which just don't go. I think I deleted them. But before this, I was testing things on the second channel and I love reaction videos. Like I just love it. I, I love too. like PewDiePie and <laughs> it's like a guilty pleasure. So oh, love, love it. it. And I love being funny and you're funny. Like I watch your videos. I'm laughing. I'm just like, I love you. You know, like I can relate to that wittiness. And so I, I was like, this is perfect because People in that niche do sort of reaction videos, but to yeah. t- to kind of segue back into what we were talking about and get away from, you know, that subject and back and why I didn't want to do it. Um, after a while, even though I really did feel like I was adding value and I don't just say that because I'm, I'm me, it's because the numbers were there, the people were there. I had very loyal viewers who I genuinely really cared about. I would notice them. I had a membership. I was very close to a lot of people, but that doesn't right. mean they know me. And that doesn't mean I know them. And I, I was mistaken. And I thought that people knew me enough to like, kind of, you know, <laughs> say things that I just come out of my mouth that are probably terrible, but I decided to leave that genre. And, um, it was because 
I, I didn't want to do reaction videos anymore. I watched Steven. Um, oh my gosh. What is his name? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, meet Kevin. So I, I watch a, a channel called meet Kevin and he started with reaction videos. And I felt so I was resonating with him so much in 2020 because he said, even though they were all in good fun, mine were more serious and I didn't ever call anyone names or anything like that. But even though it was in good fun, you're still hurting someone, right? Someone because they, you know, they're a little bit put on blast, even if what they're doing is wrong, they have feelings they're a human being. And then I have to think about my father again. And I'm like, it's just like, and they're not committing crimes they're doing something kind of like controversial, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so I have that I'm, I'm not the right person. And I knew that I was right. like, I'm not the right person because I have this weird balance and this dichotomy yes. between there's a human that's writing me who is in my video yeah. crying. And there's my audience who I love and adore who love me. And I started sliding down that like path where I, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. And then finally I said, right, you right. know what? I can't lie. I can't go on camera and pretend this is exactly what I feel. So right. I, <laughs> I went on a live stream, which okay. is like the <laughs> worst thing you can Why ever I do. Why did I just see Shane Dawson when you did that? Yes, yes, that was me. And ah, uh, what a freaking shit show! I was a, I was a terrible, terrible. Well, I was stupid, and I have so many regrets on how I was trying to portray what I felt because I was in my feels and like what people didn't know on the backside was I had moms and you know, wives coming to me and telling me their husband like heard their voice on a video and it was pulling on my damn heartstrings. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. And I'm still of the mindset that that is not like those businesses are not, not what I would ever do. But then yeah. I made some weird decisions that people were like, she's crazy. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'm just very curious. And I had to see. Yes. The sides of I know that about you. Yes. yes. I believe that 100%. I yes. did that for me, not for YouTube. It wasn't something I was going to yes. post, but I hurt people and I don't want to hurt people. And then I was hurting people all which way around. And I was like, all right. You didn't know where to go. Right. Cause I think you're empathetic. I think you, you're like an empath, right? Like, so you were feeling all of the sides, regardless of whether it was like the, what you already knew it was wrong. That somebody, I posted something the other day, like on um, my stories and it was just a little meme that said, the worst part about being an empath is that you feel for the people who hurt you. And that's true, right? Like I, it's so relatable. I, I'm going through something right now and I'm so upset with somebody who has hurt me their whole entire life, my whole entire life. And I, and they've done something to hurt me again recently. And I, feel so bad for being icy. I'm not even doing anything. I'm just kind of not having communication, but I feel awful about it. And it's like, Kate, I have not done anything. This has been my whole entire life. You've hurt me. And why do I feel bad? You know, it's, it's hard. And so I can, I, and I know that from talking with you too, like your, where your intentions are and how, you know, like the things that you say. And I, I just, I just find you so honest, so real, hilarious, but you do that, right? Like you just talk, you say what's on your mind and, and, and it can be, I love it cause it's you, right? It's real. But, but when you are on a platform where somebody can misconstrue 
your words and turn them negatively, it's dangerous, right? And like you said, you you said people think that they know you, right? Like just because they're watching you and they've got, you know, like they love you and they're loyal to you, really they they don't know who you are, right? Welcome to your next true crime obsession. Don't miss new BritBox original drama, The Sixth Commandment, which The Guardian calls as immaculate a piece of TV as you will ever see. You will hear evidence of extreme gaslighting. Help me, please. I am going to be waiting on you, hand and foot. Stream this plus the best selection of British true crime series anywhere, only on BritBox. Once you start investigating, you won't be able to turn away. Start streaming today with a free trial at BritBox.com. Right, that anything can be taken out of context, and then if a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, this is what happened," they're like, "Oh, okay, did it?" But and and not even know, not even give you the chance. Some of the things that people, I I don't blame anyone for seeing me the way that they saw me because if I were seeing me the way they saw me, I would think the same freaking thing. Like that's the thing; it's out of a different lens. And so the people in my life who actually know me and have given me a chance, because I hadn't even this 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 situation was really hard on so in so many different ways. Like I was leaving a genre, but not, and like, I was confused and I was in my feelings. Like I said, and when you're doing things out of your feelings are the worst, you should sit with your feelings. And I have yeah. changed so much. Yeah. And you know, it's what you said. It's so difficult because we chose this and we know that and going in any job you choose, you're a lawyer, you know, you're going to be up all night. You're going to, you're going to be stressed. You know, the rate is high. You know, those things are going to, be a part of your world. And with YouTube, you know, the hate is going to be there. You know that you're under a microscope. If I piss someone off at Starbucks or they piss me off tomorrow, I'm not really going to think about that anymore. They might be the worst <laughs> Karen like ever. And I'm just going to be like, ah, oh. but when you do something that rocks somebody's world or they, they think about you in a certain way and they don't know you, but it's online it stays mm -hmm. there and it festers and people can keep watching it and it gets snowballed. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest, cause I am honest and that's my problem. I wish I could just been like, I know so many YouTubers that do that. They, they continue in a niche that they're not passionate about because you know, it's a job. And sometimes we do jobs that we don't love or we're like, we like it enough. So with me, like you said, there were people doing things that hurt me regardless of what, whether I said, I don't blame them. I do not blame them. I wouldn't have done the same thing and didn't do the same thing, but I don't blame them for feeling that way. And I'm not mad. Was I hurt? Yeah. But that's the thing I would cry because some of them would text me, you know, some of them that were close to me, the people that were upset, they would text me and I would cry because I couldn't answer the text message. Right. I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to, cause I needed to just like a relationship. I needed to just like move on without hurting any more people or, and it was super freaking hard for me, but I'm glad that there were people in my life who 100% know me like on an everyday basis. My daughter, they know how I treat my family. They've been my friends since kindergarten. They've seen me at my worst and they know there ain't no way that that's how it unfolded. You know what I'm saying? But I don't right. I have no hard feelings. Like I still think about people who were my friends that I'm not friends with. And I, it crosses my mind, like how much fun I used to have. And, and it's hard. It's like a, it's yeah. like an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> You've been blessing people with these deep dive, like two hour videos. And I'm curious, like, do you ever feel the pressure for yourself that you've <laughs> put 
put on yourself? Like you literally set the bar so high for your own self. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about that all day today when I'm, <laughs> when I'm slacking and I know that I need to get stuff done and I just wait till the last minute. What I didn't tell you is remember that paper that I had to write for the end of the year. Well, I waited until two days, like 48 hours before I had to turn it in when everybody else did it for six months, (laughs) (laughs) but did all nighters. I was stressing. And then I turned my paper in late, which docs, docs, docked my grade, I guess you can say. And I ended up getting like a B plus. And my professor was like, this would have been an A paper, you know, and I do have a lot of pressure, but this would have been an A paper if you started six days ago instead of two. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I always have to reward myself with something. That's just the way I am. I'm like, I don't know if it's part of me being a Gemini or part of me just being self-sufficient where I'm my own boss and there's a meme. It's not a meme. It's like a, it's a, it's a TikTok video. You've probably seen it. It says, I always wanted to like be my own boss. <laughs> it's like, and now, and, and not and it's like, now I work 24 seven. And it is true. It's, it's a lot of work. And that's why I say, you know, people do, I heard you and Brittany Vaughn talking about this, about people kind of get on your case saying you're making money off of people being harmed. And I say, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. Like I've watched a whole YouTube video about that and it is hard because I see the point of it. But on the other hand, so are a lot of other, um, like, big networks. And you guys said this, you guys touched on this. And I really, I really yeah. liked that conversation because totally forgot where we were. <laughs> totally forgot what we were talking about. This is how our conversations go. <laughs> I love it though, because it's like on to an equally exciting topic. No, no, no. But I remember you asked me, um, do I ever feel burned out? Like with, with yeah. everything that's. Well, the, no, not burned out that you've set the bar so high for your own self. Right. So I was saying. You're amazing. amazing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I really, really do. And I say that over and over again in my comments. I'm like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But appreciating it, I'm sitting with it. I'm thinking about it. And I'm acknowledging that people actually feel that way. And when I think about being my own boss and coming up with these things, I don't know where I was going on that other tangent, but it's the wine. When I think about that, I never intended to get into these deep dives. If you go back to the beginning, um, actually, I wasn't very empathetic in the very beginning of my channel because I had a podcast called Critique a Killer. I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to delete it, but it's me and my best friend. And we're just like shooting the crap, you know, t- talking about murder cases. But I have to say, like when I did start watching Bailey, she's a little bit more lighthearted. And that was one of my inspirations. And right. I think that humor does help sometimes in these really bad situations. But me personally, I've become so different in the beginning. I could joke and laugh about things. And then all of a sudden, when I started doing these cases over and over again, I became so different. And actually in my, in my personal life, I become so soft, like as a person, I probably would have done so many things different in my life. Honestly, had I had the same like care for people, which is coming at a time in my life where my hard shell had to be broken down, broken down, broken down. So these deep dives happened because I started wanting to understand the victim. Like, who was it? Like who, we always talk about the killer, but like, who was this girl? Was she like me? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've kind of set the bar a little high. Um, and I do get, I do get, uh, I toss and turn, (laughs) like mostly not sleeping, but you know, what keeps me going is I finally found something 
where I feel like I have a purpose. I feel like I've had families reach out to me and they're just so thankful that I went into so much detail about their, their dad. I've had a two hour zoom call with, um, Noah Orban, which is Marjorie Orban, who's now in prison son. And I felt bad because this is where I was going with that whole people tell you about the money thing. We know on YouTube, you've got to make a title interesting. You've got to make a thumbnail interesting. That's just the name of the game. It's not supposed to be. Yes. It's not. And it's not always the fun thing. I've said that too, but it has to happen. It has to. If you're trying to get someone's story out there, the news does it. We, we know that that's part of like a title and a thumbnail. But I felt so terrible because the title of the video was the torso in a container. That's like, it's so terrible, but that's what it, that's what it was. It's what, what they happened, found. Right. That's somebody's right. father. Mm-hmm. And when he reached out to me, I was like, okay, this is the end of my, this is like the end. He's going to tell me he's <laughs> suing me. You know, not that that would have been, you know, I just, I would get scared. I just get scared because I don't want to hurt anyone. And it was the opposite. It made me ball my eyes out. It was like, oh my God, I've watched so many videos about my mother and father. And I was blown away by a two hour video. I said, how could she possibly have done a two hour video? And then he told me there were things in here there. He never knew. So that wow. like that, I, I, I cried my eyes out. Cause I was like, oh my God, when you sit there and realize like, maybe I have something that I didn't realize I had. Oh, you do. Yes. And that, and those moments are like, so special and, and keep you going when you speak to, um, somebody's if you have family member that you're talking about that is it's it's under it's it's indescribable that feeling of connecting with somebody you talk to david sorry i interrupted you you talk to david's um mom and dad right about uh the the ongoing investigation because i was watching your video the other night yeah and his that's sister, like yeah oh his sister sorry his sister yeah and that's what i mean it's like it's unbelievable it is it's yeah to connect to them, right? Yeah, and and that and I think there's a part where I think so much of it. It's like it's it's those people who are always yelling in the background and trying to get on board with every movement, and they're like the people who are like not even associated with it are always the ones that like have something to say you know so it's like in this situation like for true crime, oh like how do you feel you know making money or whatever, and it's like okay well have you ever had somebody who you know left you in this way you know has any have you ever remotely gone through what some of these family members have gone through probably not because if you had you'd realize they do want their story out there they do want people to know about them and I I can't say that I've ever had anybody be like I can't believe that you said this and then you know talked about my loved one's story it's it's the opposite it's hearing from people even when I don't interview somebody like David's family or Leslie Palacio's family I've had um I've had a wife reach out to me and one of her uh well one of her husband he he was a victim of a serial killer and um she she was like what you said about me what you said about my husband what you said about my son like I'm so emotional right now. Thank you so much. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I wish I could have done more. I wish, and then I was just like, I wish I had gone further 
into it. And so it keeps you going because usually the people who have something to say can't even relate to the content whatsoever. So. Well, I agree. And when you and Brittany, I keep going back to you and Brittany because there were so many things that you guys said that I was like, oh my God, I could be best friends with them. <laughs> and she said two <laughs> things. She said two things that really stuck with me. She said, you know, this was going back to something else, but she said like, if you live long enough, you'll be the villain in somebody's story. Yes. So I really related to that. I was like, oh, dang it. I'm the villain in somebody's story. That sucks. <laughs> but, um, you know, that happens. And then the second thing you guys were talking about was this exact concept. And I have an answer, I think, because when I was listening to you guys, you said, so, so, I keep saying you guys, and I hate that. Hey, you guys. <laughs> but I was like, yes, I've heard that. And I've been called um, a lot of different names and not, not all the time. It's just those comments always stick out. There's so yeah, many positive ones. Oh and yeah. These, you know, these ones that just resonate with you at night and you're like, but that's not, that is not what I go in thinking of. That's not what I go in thinking of. Um, and I guess my answer to that is you and Brittany talked about the fact that like, I don't want to say the name, but there are shows out there. We've all watched them. They do these documentary style and they even interview, you know, family members and they interview the um, sometimes the victims or sorry, survivors. And I had no idea, but I talked to a survivor. That was one of my last videos. I got blown away because when I watched the program, I had questions, like questions that couldn't be answered online. And I was this close to putting my video out because I took it from things that I had gotten online. We all know right. the information's out there, you know, as much as we can find, but there was just some gut feeling and I go with my gut a lot more than I used to. And so I, I was like, you know what, if I reach out to her and she says, she doesn't want to talk to me, or she even says, don't do my video or anything then I won't, but she was the sweetest, nicest person. Her name's Christine Kent. Her video, her story is all over the place. And I was blown away that she said that majority of what they portrayed was not true and they're allowed to embellish. And not only that, I, you have to remember, we're telling the story without having her like, you know, her on my channel. That's not her time. That's not her flying over to a set. That's not her being on a set for three days. When I tell you how much she told me she got paid, if you think you're triggered by things, I was so triggered and I did share her GoFundMe, not like GoFundMe, but like her link. And I wanted to do as much as I could because this woman's life changed because of what this man did to her. So when we spoke, there was no, oh, I don't want my story out there. She said, if she can reach one person and we can, and that's the beauty of being on YouTube. Yeah. You can reach people, women who could see signs that, you know, she told me there was no signs and that was just like mind blowing. And then you're like, oh my God, like, how can you protect yourself? And she gave advice on that. And I was able to share all that. But you and Brittany touched on the fact that like, guys, read the beginning of these shows. It says, you know, these are dramatized. That really got oh, to right. me because my, the utmost importance to me is accuracy. And you know what? I'm probably yeah. not going to be 100% on point, but I do my very best to vet yes. everything. The Christine Kent video. So you're, you're going to be blown away by this. So she told me, that after one of the programs aired, she watched it and there's nothing you can do. You sign this like big stack of papers, this contract, and it says that they're allowed to like embellish and use it in this. She didn't really know what she was getting into. They took out her religion. They didn't speak anything about her religion. She's a Christian. She wanted it to be known that in her point of view, that's her point of view, she was praying. Like this woman, 
shouldn't have survived this. And in those moments, that's the only thing she could do is just like, say, God, please help me. And if she believes that that's what helped her in whatever way, shape or form, why cut that out? Not only that, they made mm-hmm. it look like she was like dating two men at the same time. She had like this other stalker. None of that happened. And so she was on a forum because, you know, she Googles herself and she found herself on this forum, a write up about that show. There were men making comments that she deserved what happened to her because she was two timing these men because the story on the TV was, oh, yeah, she was like bandaging up the one guy's hand and she told him to come over and fix her house. But she had a boyfriend. She didn't. So she was like, I can't believe that that's the way I was portrayed because that didn't happen. Wow. And especially like as a, as the victim, you know, not that, not that anything should be embellished because the story is the story, but you know, if you're going to try to paint somebody in like a more sinister light, like why would it be somebody who's already gone through so much? I don't get it. I wanted to play a game. Oh no, (laughs) I'm bad at games. (laughs) It's a uh, it's a serial killer quiz. I want people to see the fun the fun side of you that I do. So I thought this would be fun. If it's a trivia, I'm gonna get all of them wrong. <laughs> if it's a trivia, I'm gonna get all of them wrong. Okay, but there's there's A, B, and C. So like you have the opportunity of at least one of three of them right. Oh boy. Okay, let's try. It. Okay. 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 Let's do this. Uh, first question. When was the term serial killer first coined? Was it in the 1970s, the 1980s, or the 1990s? I know it wasn't too long ago. (laughs) I want to kind of say that I kind of want to say the 80s, but I remember the case. Like I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the case right now in my head where they came up with that because they used to call it something else and then they changed it to serial killer. But I know I'm probably going to get it wrong if I say 80s, but I'm just going to go with the 80s. What would you have said if it wasn't the 80s? I was going to say the 90s, but that seems like too soon. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was the 70s. Oh, God. See, I told you I was going to get all of them wrong. I love it. No, we're, we're <laughs> you're doing perfect. Okay, so I have to admit something. I'm not really... Uh, it's not that I don't love, I like to do videos on serial love serial killers. It's not that I don't <laughs> like to do videos on serial killers, but I just haven't done too many. But I would say Jeffrey Dahmer because I do know he was fascinated with um, like science and biology. And a lot of the times he wanted to understand or he said like dissecting it. So I'm going to go with Jeffrey Dahmer on that one. Yes, babe. You got it. Woo. <laughs> See, I don't there I don't even know this one. Like so we are, we are in this together. What was the serial killer Metal Fang mostly known for? A, he had a pet wolf. B, he had white metal teeth, or C, he had a group of aggressive dogs. I don't even know who Metal Fang is. Does this make me a terrible true crime creator? I think you need to do a video on that one. I've never even heard of this guy, but let me guess for fun. Okay. Uh, why would they call it gold fang if you had white fangs? <laughs> that's, where that's where my brain is going. Wait, did you say metal fangs? <laughs> metal Okay, fangs. I'm going to go with that one then. I thought you said white fangs. The, the one that he had white metal teeth? Yeah, let's just go with that one. Yes, babe, that's right. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Okay, you're killing it. All right, what is the main difference between a mass murderer and a serial killer? A, a serial killer is more skilled. 
B, a serial killer lets time pass between each murder. Or C, a serial killer murders all of the victims in a short period of time. The serial killer lets time go by between the victims. Yeah. B, yes. Killing it. He needs to, Um, I, I did look that up because I was really interested in some of the serial killer stuff. And it's weird, but a lot of them talk about like they need this refreshing part. But not only that, the high, just like a drug, lasts for a little while. And then when it wears off, they need to do it again. So they're on a high for a little while. So they don't need to to kill again for a bit. Okay, Dexter, that's, okay that's interesting. Dexter Morgan. Uh, don't tell me about the new season because I haven't seen it yet, but my dog's <laughs> named after Dexter Morgan. And really? He, yeah, and he would say he was okay for a little while. Like, he'd be like, oh, I'm okay. And then he'd have that urge again. Right. I, I honestly, I haven't even finished the first, like, round of it. I have, like, a couple, I know, I have a couple seasons to go, which is terrible because I did, like, a whole video on, like, the Dexter copy oh that thumbnail was so good that was one of like the first ones i said damn who is this girl making these thumbnails and pop i was like i love that thumbnail (laughs) okay that was literally like the turning point for the thumbnails for me that was one of my faves too i was like you know what like i can get creative and fun here it's almost like you see something you see other people's so you kind of like just naturally stick to it right because it's just like what you see and I was like, no, we're, we're going out of the boat. I do love the thumb. I think that was one of the arguments I made in your comment. I was like, have you seen her thumbnails? Like, I kind of remember the <laughs> argument. And I was like, um, there, nobody has done thumbnails like that. I'm sorry. Like, yours stand out to me. And there's always like a cool component where I'm like, oh, there's a crown. And then there's this thing. And this is going to happen. And I'm like, that's really cool. I have to watch it. Oh, well, thanks, babe. I know. I, I love a little, I love a good thumbnail. And the Dexter one, what, that was, that was like the turning, the turning point of the thumbnails. It sounds so stupid. But I don't know if this ever happened to you. I have been taught from law school and taught from, I'm actually taking classes right now as well. And I'm taking medical legal death investigation classes, which if you don't want to see dead bodies, please do not take those classes. But I'm very interested in like the science and the crime scene investigation. And that's just personal. But um, I don't know if this ever happened to you where somebody accuses you of victim blaming and you say, not, I'm not victim blaming, God, no, but I'm telling you what led up to it. And there's, there are actions that a victim took that we need to kind of talk about. Otherwise, this video is not going to make sense. Like, I have to tell you what they were doing and who they got involved with. And I think like, even with Travis Alexander, if we even said like, oh, he was kind of being a, you know, not, not the best guy, somebody might be like, that's wrong. Don't victim blame. And you're like, but that's part of the story. You can't really remove the victim from victimology. Like that's cops. Look at that. They're like, well, where was she? What kind of job does she have? That's just part of it. But sometimes in the comments, I got one the other day that was just like accusing me of victim blaming. And they said, you're probably going to erase this because you erase comments. I said, I do not erase comments. There will be one in one in hundreds that I erase. And it's not because you're saying anything about me. Meaning if they say, I don't like that you do this or I don't like that you do that. I kind of welcome that feedback because you are my audience and I want to know what you do like and don't like. It doesn't mean I'm going to change just because that happened, but I take it under advisement, so to speak. And I think, okay, let me think about it. If it's like your audio sucks, I'll think about it. If it's like change the way you do things, I'm not going to think about it as much. But I don't delete, I'm not sitting there deleting comments. As a matter of fact, the app is where I usually um, look at my comments. And unfortunately, like you said, and I guess maybe they're trying to change this. 
it's not the same as when I'm looking at desktop and who has time like to like run to yeah. their computer and make sure the filters are right. No, it's crazy. You miss, I miss so much and I do make an effort. Like I have YouTube studio, uh, also downloaded on my phone. So that does help a little bit more, but even still, like when I see it on the desktop, I, and then it makes me feel bad because I'm just like, I think people really expect from me to, um, interact and, and talk in the comments. Cause I've always been that way. I always want to chat with everybody and let them know that I appreciate them. And it's, it gets harder, like as more people comment. And then of course, like you said, as, as few as there are of the negative comments, for some reason, they're the ones that keep you up at night. And so you want to kind of avoid that. And it sucks because you're also avoiding all of the positive ones. But it, I definitely kind of turn away from them a little bit more right now. And, uh, but I don't also see some. And I've had that too. Somebody be like, oh, well, you deleted this comment. And I'm like, girl, I did not delete any comments. Like if you want to, there's certain ones that I'll delete. Like if you're just being an absolute asshole and then you're just bullying me. Okay, then it's going to go. <laughs> But no, if you have an opinion. Yeah, if it's just an opinion, I mean, you're entitled to it and we should talk about it and have a good communication back and forth because that's what we're here for. We're here to engage and this is engaging content. So I welcome that. And in my in my terms and conditions, I say I am not opposed to, I say like um, disagree with the opinion, not with the person. And so okay. you can 100% right. disagree with something I said, 100%. I'm not, I like confrontation. I really do. I like to like, banter and figure it out but you have to also understand youtube is very strict because they've been sued people have like yeah. bullied people to the point of like almost you know taking their life like this is bad and yeah, so yeah. they have an obligation to make sure that they're having a safe environment for people so they block a lot of my comments it has nothing to do with me yeah. I, I, yeah. I i don't know what those are and so I, 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 of course I'm going to delete something. Like you said, that's like an a-hole going freaking crazy about my lips or something, which I get so many rude comments about my face and stuff. And that's one of the things you're not supposed to comment on because you know why you can go on my Instagram and say like, Oh, I don't like your lips or whatever, because that to me is just, eh, it's more of a fun place, but we're talking about someone's death. I think yeah, it's yeah. so inappropriate for you to be like, Oh, your lips look fake or your, or your whatever you had too much plastic surgery which i didn't have but hey you know let's take it as a compliment but it's just <laughs> that's so inappropriate we're talking about somebody that that had a tra yeah. like tragedy so those yeah. things do get to me and sometimes i'll just delete them i agree yeah it, it, there's a time and a place and uh that makes me uncomfortable too like i i said in one video where a lot of people will like have opinions about like my hair or whatever like oh don't do this you look way better with it and i'm like bro <laughs> Like you're totally are missing the point of the video right now. But we are, you know, on camera where sometimes people do voiceover videos so they don't have to have that backlash of, you know, maybe, you know, we're human beings. So yeah, my eyebrows could be like cousins, <laughs> sisters, and like <laughs> my, you know, my lipstick could be smudged and I don't know it. I'm not looking in a mirror when I'm filming. And then, you know, I used to have lip filler. Who cares if I got it again, if I get it again, whatever, like I'm human and I, I, I'm not against any of those things if I wanted it, but it's yeah. when people say things that are not true that I kind of do get a little bit annoyed, but then my friends are like, embrace it. It's a compliment. And I'm like, I'm going to try. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it is. You're a babe for you're a babe, and that's like that. And it sucks like for you to be like so beautiful <laughs> because people go for you for that, right? Like they're like they want to hate on you just because you're out there doing what you want to do, killing it, and you are gorgeous, and that's just what attracts. Thank you. I appreciate that. But so are you. And had you seen the comment on your page? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to focus on a comment I saw on your page, but they said, eh, yeah, the only reason why you're doing good is because boobs and a pretty face. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. And then I was like, I'm not going to comment because then they're going to come on my page and be like, same girl, same. <laughs> oh, and there's your friend. <laughs> same. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like that is so I I did wear this one shirt and I never even thought about it. It was quite chesty. I did have quite the cleavage on it and I don't I don't I don't know if I saw that comment, but I did see a comment where somebody said like how inappropriate it was for me to be wearing the shirt while I was talking about something and I was like, "Okay, like not I am not like that like I am not like hey like look at my cleavage today you know and I also know that my audience is I think the stats are like 92% women you know I'm not out here trying to catch I'm happily married as well like what are you talking about it was just I never even thought about it I was like breastfeeding problems I guess you know <laughs> like they're really out there right now and I just didn't think about it but then after I was like okay well like that's fair but those comments like I, I would tend to delete like don't even try to make it feel like I'm out here trying to catch attention and take away from the story that I'm t you know saying anyways we can't always there's always going to be somebody that says something I I definitely would get those comments if I had more revealing outfits <laughs> um, because I too my sister especially oh my goodness we just you know it's just we have big chests and uh it just happens and for me I've even tried to I have had surgery and I've tried to uh reduce that area and then it happened to be I got pregnant right afterwards so that was just a waste of my uh, hard-earned money but no. it's just one of those things and I commented on your video yesterday I said weird I wear an underwear bra to bed like every night because you said that they were interested in the <laughs> and I was like I can't handle the weight of like leaning over because I sleep on my side of you know my chest and and I'm so used to people making comments about my younger sister's chest and it's just like she doesn't want to do anything because she's so scared of surgery but they're like eh. and me being short you know it's hard and then you put on a shirt and you look on camera you look bigger too so it's like yeah. in that area, we're like talking right here and then you're going to see that. So I do try to cover if I can. Oh, I'm so much more aware of it now. Hence why I'm wearing like a freaking. <laughs> That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like we're both in the same outfit. We're like, you're not today. You're not coming for us today. What would be what would be your your advice to somebody coming on the space and kind of dealing with uh, being under a microscope all the time? I, I love thinking about more and more people coming to YouTube and even true crime. I, I feel like there's always room for a new personality because no matter how many things have been talked about, nothing new under the sun, there's already been an article, a TV show, a person. I always am intrigued by the way that somebody tells a story. We're all so different. We have different backgrounds, different experiences. And I will hear people say this and they'll say, 
oh, it's oversaturated, whatever it is. It could be tech, it could be beauty, it could be true crime. And I'll say, everything's oversaturated. If, if every lawyer or doctor felt like everyone's a lawyer and doctor, which you could think that, they would never have the ambition to go for that. So I think my biggest advice is know what you want to do first, because yes, we've all experimented, but I honestly believe if you write down things you're good at, like I'm funny, I have a background in blah, my favorite thing to do is da da da, you know, you're going to have better narrow options than like, hey, let's throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. I don't think that that's the best route because I've been there. And then, you know, you do get a lot of um, backlash of, okay, well, why are you doing this now? And you might get an audience that you really love and loves you. And then they're like, why are you changing? So I would try to practice and see what you're good at and maybe have your friends and family watch those videos and let them tell you like, girl, you cringy. <laughs> let them tell you because if you're not willing to let people that know you watch it, because I used to be very scared to do that, then why would you want to potentially have billions of people? Because your video can go viral. Like, right. why would you be afraid to share it with five people then share it with a ton of people that are going to be like, girl, you need to not quit your day job. So my biggest <laughs> advice also is know that this is going to happen. There are going to be a lot of opinions, a lot of um, criticism towards you, and you're going to be put under a microscope. This isn't a place where you say something and it goes away in a day. People are going to come back. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to tell, you know, maybe another YouTuber is going to see it. And it's, I don't like to say you have, you should have thick skin. Cause I honestly believe that I don't want to be hardened. Like that's my biggest fear is like being too hardened and my feelings being calloused. Instead, I think those people shouldn't have that mentality to harm other people, but a support system is the number one thing. And really just remembering the, the individuals who have those things to say about you, they don't truly know you. And, and, and just remembering that there are people that love you and care about you. And guess what? Even if everyone, there's a group of people or everyone seems to not like you, look at all the people out there. Tati Westbrook, James Charles, Shane Dawson. There are still people who like them. There are still going to be people who like you. And so no matter what you do or who you are, there's going to be an audience for you and they're there and you can find them. So that's my biggest piece of advice. It's kind of long. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was like perfect. That was literally the perfect way to like wrap this up because that is, that truly is what I feel like encompasses, like it is you that everything that you just said is what I admire about you, what drew me to you and what I was so thankful that I got a chance to know and never prejudge you. You know, I never wanted to be anybody, um, in the space looking and going off of somebody else's opinion where, unless they know you personally, they didn't know you. And yeah, no, I thought that was very beautifully said. I'm feeling a little bit emotional. Thank you. I really respect that. And I told you, I, I, when you and I started really talking and I hadn't told you anything about me because honestly, you just want people to know me for who I am with them. And I had no reason to really tell you, but I had gone through some things and it was, it's part of my YouTube story as well. So when we started connecting, I was like, oh my God. And then when you told me you already knew, you're like the first person that's, I've ever been in that situation with. So I was like showing my fiance and just bawling. Cause I said, she's like the nicest person. And it does get me choked up. Like I 
I am emotional and I've even become more emotional having a daughter and then and with these cases and, and really understanding human, human beings and human behavior. But I was so thankful for that because I really thought I was going to like lose you as a friend when, you know, when you knew what had happened or like what, you know, was, I don't know. It's just really, it was really nice. And it was more than nice. It was just like, I can't even believe there's people out there who, who give people a chance, you know? Oh, I think there's there. And that's it. Like we need way more of that cancel culture. Like it needs to be canceled, cancel, cancel culture. That's what needs to be canceled. The, and I just, yeah, in these days it's, everybody is just so quick to be like, I know this is what was said. This is this. And it's, it's not. And I think it's discouraging a lot of people from following their dreams. Like I hear so many people all the time, like, how do I get started? How do I do this? I don't have the confidence. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, do it. Just do it. You're you're never going to, you know, avoid some of these situations. And, you know, like you're, you're not you're not even going to like give yourself the chance. Maybe you just don't even like it, you know, but you'll never know if you don't give yourself a try and you never want to go through life having this like what if moment. Right. And it's an opportunity if you truly do do this and you realize because I've tried to get away from YouTube so many times. I've had opportunities <laughs> to get jobs and it's it's amazing. Like there's things I'm interested in. And I'm like, I can do that job. But there's just something about YouTube. It's just I keep coming back to it and it is something I truly love. And if you do, you will feel all of the good things that come with this job. And then there's a lot of bad things, but you just have to weigh, well, what else would I be doing if I wasn't doing this? And then you think, I want to, I want to do something I absolutely love doing and, and get paid for that as a career. And I think so many of us should be doing that. Our life is so short. Don't stay yeah. in something you absolutely hate, whether that's a yeah. relationship or a job. And it is scary. And yeah. And like you said, I mean, there's no way to avoid people not liking you in everyday life or on YouTube, but I, I like what you said. It's just, you don't know the person and we're so quick I'm guilty of it too. I don't know people, but my best advice on that, if you are yep. triggered by someone or you don't like what they're doing, cause I've been there, I would say, you know, if you don't think that that's a valuable, like I'm not adding value, you should not watch my videos. And right. those that do find value in it, understand why we are valuable, meaning we should be rewarded, so to speak with monetary things, you know, but also how do you know what we even want to do with that stuff? Cause I would love to do charities. I love animals, but I can't do any of that stuff. If I don't do something that's, you know, my career and where do I want to go with right. it? So just don't discount the fact that you could love this so much that the good will seriously outweigh the bad things. 100%. Well said, babe. <laughs> Thumbs up. Okay. I think that, I think I, yeah, the way you finished that was absolutely everything. Uh, yeah, I think it, it, it nailed everything that I, I wanted to, which my goal was to everybody to see you, know you, and that was you to a T. So thank you for being you and thank you for coming on and being my second guest. I'm so, so thankful that you're here. And, and uh, hey, second we made guest. it. It was Yes, and we, we, we made it. We almost didn't get... <laughs> do this today due to my technical difficulties but I'm so glad that you stuck it out with me yeah totally thank you so much well, I hope you me. come back oh yeah I want to interview you 
Okay. I have so many questions now. I don't <laughs> have a cool podcast to do it on, but we'll make, we'll make a way. We'll make one. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I love you. Um, you guys, I will leave all of the links to go and send Kimberly some beautiful love. She's so deserving of it. If you are not watching her, please go and do so. I love you. You have not seen the last of her on this podcast. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. That is our show for tonight. I will catch you in the next episode with our next guest. Don't forget to go and send Kim some love. I'll make sure to link all of her socials below for you. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. It really helps me immensely and I appreciate you so much. Most importantly, don't forget to love each other. Love yourself and I will talk to you soon. Bye.